0: Welcome to episode 135 of Thunder Underground. My name's Trent. This is Jason. And guess what? We've got 3D in your face back here on this podcast again. It's been about a year, so it's good to have these guys back for sure. Yeah, we've got Chris and Sam going to be chatting with them here in just a bit. We talked to them recently on Skype. You know, we'd met with them out of Rock, Oklahoma, but yeah, didn't really make it happen, so we did it right after Rock, Oklahoma and got that thing here for you. We've also got a few different new new singles that are out we want to talk about. Definitely. A few other things. We're going to play some music from our good friends in Fist of Rage. Yes. But I think up front we've got to mention David Z and Adrenaline Mob. Yes. I'm sure by now everyone's seen it. Whether you were a fan or knew about Adrenaline Mob, it made a lot of news because they had this crash where the semi ran into their RV. And of course, it took the life of David Z, the bass player, and it put a few other people in bad condition. And their tour manager is still in critical condition. Yes, that's the last I've seen on. I don't know if anybody else is as bad as her, but hopefully not. Uh, the the latest The latest report I read was
1: that everybody is pretty banged up, uh, but she's got it the worst right now. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, except David Z, who's passed away, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> If you guys Google these pictures, I'm sure if, if if you're following it, you've seen them. It's horrific as hell. Um, I mean, you know, the thing was just swallowed in flames. Um, y- you can just see the remnants of the RV, and it's it's amazing that anyone got out alive. Um,
0: yeah, I saw that post where Russell Allen talked about, I guess, him and a cop were pulling several people out yeah, of the bus. Yeah, exactly. Right before it was engulfed flames or
1: whatever. It's just the worst. And, you know, that's something you got to remember is, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people think that guys in bands are living the life and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's hard out there on the road. And, you know, you're in vans, RVs, um, you know, sometimes conditions aren't the best. And, uh, so, you know, just keep them in your thoughts, you know, send good vibes and, uh, you know, crank some adrenaline mob. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty terrible thing. Uh, David was also in Trans Siberian Orchestra. He had a show on IFC. Uh, so it's just uh, another, you know, another unfortunate happening in the Adrenaline Mob camp.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they've had some hardships, yes, throughout the years, but they've kept it going. And you know, that band kind of even previous to now has always been a rotating cast of. People, it seems like outside of Russell Allen and Mike Orlando, right? Yeah, they yeah, got pretty much. And uh, <clears throat> they were
1: scheduled to be here in Tulsa in September. And I hope that still happens. Um, who knows what's going on or how it's going to play out. But, uh, you know, we'll see. And we'll just kind
0: of stay tuned. Yeah, they're playing both Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Uh, that's right. That's right. But yeah, they haven't talked about anything on that. And there's no reason that they would be worrying about. The tour plans at this point, exactly. you know, they I'm gotta... sure
1: that's the least, you know, and it should be the least of their worries right now. They just got to get better and, you know, get back to some normalcy.
0: Right. He was also in that band, uh, ZO2, is that how you say it? ZO2, that yeah, was. Yeah, because they, uh, I saw Bruce Kulik made that post because oh, they had yeah, opened yeah. KISS a few times back, way back when he was still in oh, KISS. I see.
1: Yeah, they, that was David and his brother, yeah. ZO2, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, like you said, condolences to his friends, family, the band, and of course fans, you know. Like you said, crank some adrenaline mob if you never have. They've got a lot of great stuff. Everything they do is great. Yeah. Just great, solid, heavy metal. I'm a massive fan of Russell Allen, so I'll tell you to listen to some symphony acts, too. Yeah, I know that's not here or there for what we're talking <laughs> about, but I just like to throw it in when I can. Well, on to better news. Should we start with... What do we want to start with? Let's start with Accept.
1: Okay, let's do this. Or accept,
0: however you accept want to say it. However
1: you'd like to say it.
0: Yeah. They've got this new <clears throat> single they put out this past month called The Rise of Chaos. Yeah. And that's a good title because that's kind of what it, you feel like when you're <laughs> listening
1: to it, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, if you know anything about this band, you know what they sound like. They don't stray from it. They know it works, and they know what their fans want. Rise of Chaos is no different. I mean, this one is just a... Kind of like I like to say, a ball squasher from from the first note. Um, you know, you've got the the machine gun drums, the riffs, just that you know that that old school metal. You know, they've got they've got the German. You know, they got the gallop. I mean, yeah. it's great. And the vocals, you know, get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like <sighs> that opening riff. Well, throughout, you know, it was just badass. And, mm-hmm. You know, just like you said, any of their songs. But you just listen to this, and if you didn't know who it was you could tell they're from Europe, you know, like you said, they got that German Gallop or whatever That the chorus you feel like Mm -hmm. it's a cross between that Europe metal feel. And of course, just that classic old school heavy metal. Yeah. And that's all it is. You know, there's nothing fancy going on, but it sounds like except, you know, that's right.
1: And you know, since they've kind of, you know, those last, Oh, I don't know, eight, 10 years, they've, they've, they've came back with Mark Tornillo Um the the three or four albums they've put out have just been stellar. Yeah. I mean, the production it's crystal clear. It's, it, I mean, it's just you know it's slick. It's on point with what you want from bands like this. Um, you know, and, and I can't wait to hear the rest of this new stuff. It's it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've I always dropped the ball with this band for some reason. Every time one of these new albums have come out, you tell me how great it is. I listen to it and think, man, this is badass. Yeah. And then it just kind of. For some reason, drops off my radar after I listen to it. Then the next one comes out, and I think, holy shit, this band's great. And then I just, I don't know why. Yeah. And maybe this will be the one that fully engulfs it, me. You it know? needs
1: to. It yeah. needs to. I mean, it's like, I love all their shit, but if anybody, else, if anybody out there is, you know, wanting something to listen to that they're not really sure about or, you know, just needs something new that they haven't heard, go look up Blood of the Nations. That record is fucking phenomenal accept blood of the nations you'll you'll literally you'll literally get on your email and type me a thank you note (laughs) seriously right
0: dirk schneider's out there doing his thing too yes he's playing supposedly this tour he's doing i don't know if he's doing it over you know in europe through the rest of this year but early 2018 he's playing he's doing an american run and it's supposedly the last time he's playing accept songs live hadn't he said but that he for, said that this past tour as well yeah, but it's, it's yeah. supposedly you know the press release I read said it was also completely a completely different set so maybe it's just like yeah. here's the other songs I didn't play yeah exactly with the few that you know I'm gonna play or whatever and then supposedly after that it's nothing but his stuff but you know it's just another one of those cases where you know you've got two chances out there to see bands putting on great music and representing the stuff so that's
1: that's right and you know Udo's another go look go go look up some of his solo stuff it's the same kind of just you know crystal clear just machine gun stuff that you know you, you you really like from from that you know ilk of musician and you know from Europe and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah well on a kind of flip side Steelheart just yes. released a new song just like literally yeah. like two days ago.
1: Yeah, let's kind uh, of go to the other side yeah. there.
0: It's called Got Me Running. And they put out a press release as well talking about this album that's coming out. I think it's, yeah, it's like September 15th, somewhere around there. It's on Frontiers, so, you know, hopefully it'll get a little bit of a push because they put mm. out a lot of great stuff from that era over the past, you know, last couple, few years and... You know, I'm really excited about this because I'm a huge fan of Millie Majetovich's voice. Yeah. I always try to always think I'm screwing up his last name. But this song, it didn't, you know, it wasn't what I was expecting, Mm -hmm. kind of. I expect, you know, usually when someone releases something, it's like the first song they release is just like in your face. And they, Steelheart, you know, has a lot of in your face heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of one of those mid-tempo kind of jams, if you want to call it. Yeah and it's but it's got a great chorus, you know, great vocals like you always expect from him. And you know, I was excited. I liked it. I can't wait to hear the rest, you know, cuz it's been 7 years I think since that last time they put out a new album.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's uh for me I got, you know, they they went a little bit more of a bluesy direction kind of maybe a kind of a, a You know, that kind of whiskey soaked kind of roadhouse kind of feel. Yeah, that's
0: a good way to say it. You know, it kind of made
1: sometimes I felt like I was driving through the desert or something. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, they, they just kind of, you know, you know, did something different, had a different feel. And that's great. Like you said, the vocals that we all know and love from Millie are still there and they're still just, you know, um, ripping your ears out. So it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the rest of this and hopefully, does some American touring. Yes. Because you know they're going to be doing some overseas touring, but... Yeah. Always. Get them back around here. We fortunately got to see them last year at Streets Gone Wild in yeah, Tulsa.
1: that was great. And
0: looking forward to doing it again. Well, let's talk about something local. Let's do it. Fist of Rage. That's right. They have new music. They've talked about they've been working on an album for a while, kind of... Vernon's kind of pulling the axe rose and just like dragging this shit on, you
1: know? (laughs) He's going to love that
0: you said that. (laughs) Well, go check out. We mentioned this the last couple episodes, but we were on an episode of Porch Talk about, what, two weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. And Fist of Rage was the guest, and um, Chris and Lauren invited us to be a part of it as well. So you can go hear about all that stuff. But we've got this new song that. Called stagnant water. We want to get into this right now. Oh!
2: Every days rewinding cycle Can't seem to break myself Face down in blood so vomit Like transit hollow shell How can you feel? feel like a teacher
0: of Rage, straight out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So what do you think?
1: Oh man, what a great fucking song. I mean, you know, just riffs and, you know, it just, right out of the gate, just punches you in the face. Um, I think Andy's vocals are, uh, I mean, they're they're top notch. I really like, you know, his vocals coming right out of the guitar solo. You know, he's pushing it, you know, and he's kind of doing, you know, he's taking some risks and it's working. And uh, yeah, and then you know, the solo itself was badass. I mean, just uh, I love these guys. What can I say?
0: Yeah, we've said that a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> I I just like how thick this song sounds. Yeah, like yeah. it just sounds so full and thick and huge. And I'm not talking about the drummer, Jesus Christ. I know that's where you were wanting to go with this. Oh song. man, anyway, I'm talking Is about this the music. thing over yet, Jesus. <laughs> talking about the music here okay okay but yeah i mean it's just everything about it's great you know i love these guys and we've seen them live a bunch of times and they sound this great live and like you talked about the vocals you know he's got a recognizable voice and it really fits well and it's distinguishable Mm -hmm. that's what i love about that
1: (laughs) you said the drummer you didn't even say josh you said the drummer, like, yeah, like, eh, the guy. drummer, that guy.
0: Wasn't that his name? His name's what, 12 or 13? 12. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, the number 12, not. In it. any case, this is a great song. Uh,
1: I hope you guys hit repeat on this and just listen to the song over and over because um, it's definitely worth
0: that. Definitely. So, yeah, get on Facebook and follow Fist of Rage. Check them out when they're in your area. Yes. Well, what else did we have? We have, uh, fuck Saigon Kick. I oh, was going to bring this yeah. up because yeah. it's been a couple weeks. I saw them the night after I saw Ramstein, but I was waiting until we had an episode where it was a little more, you know, cause that one was so long anyway, Yeah. whatever episode that was on. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I just, this was really big for me. Yeah. I know I told you that, <laughs> but Saigon Kick was high up on my bucket list of bands of C Never got to see them back, you know, on their original run. Mm -hmm. And then once they started doing shows again over the past several years, all they would ever do was, you know, Florida or like the rock cruises or festivals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was never an option to see them. And they finally booked like three dates in Texas at the end of June. And I think they even mentioned it had been 23 or 24 years or something since they'd been to Texas or Dallas. at least. Everybody just throws them in there, just like they get there. They have that thing that ex- happened to Extreme, you know? Yeah. They had the huge hit with like this acoustic rock ballad. Mm hmm. Or just an acoustic ballad, basically. Yeah. And then and then and their it, other stuff
1: hit, and everybody yeah. was like, what?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. like the song right after that, too, All I Want, was still like a love mm-hmm. mid tempo thing, kind of like Extreme had Wholehearted, which was another yeah. hit, you know? But then after that, people never. You know, so that kind of, I guess, might have turned off the people who were into heavy music. Yeah. But if you're into heavy music, you would freaking love Saigon Kick, you know, yeah. because they've got all these songs like Hostile Youth and Peppermint Tribe and, you know, God of 42nd Street's a ballad, but it's like really dark. And, you know, they to me, they're kind of the band that would truly, what's the right word, epitomize what was going on in like 1992. Yeah. Because they had all the melodic stuff. That could fall into everything that was coming before that, and then they had all this dark, heavy stuff that was what was coming after that, with like Alice in Chains and Pantera and Soundgarden, what was ever on the radio, you yeah. know. And they just kind of got lost in between all that stuff, I think. And yeah, they had two phenomenal. Their debut album and their second album was both phenomenal, and their stuff after that was good. But there was only one other album. But yeah, it um,
1: it, it sucks that you know good bands that have you know really good artists get lost in that, yeah. you know, consumer-type right.
0: yeah. kind of thing. And they had that same kind of feel like skid row where they could cross the boundaries of both yeah. sides, you know, and this didn't happen. But And Matt Kramer has a voice that's so unique and distinguishable. And So, anyway, to see him live, saw them at Trees, which is a kick-ass venue. It's been several years. I yeah. think the last time I was there was when we saw Alter Birds there like three or oh, four yeah, or five yeah. years ago, yeah, however long it's that. been. And... So it was a really cool place to see him, and, you know, it wasn't sold out, but there was a good crowd, you know, I mean, it Mm -hmm. went back to the bar, you know, it was full, you know, decent crowd, and they put on a great show, and I mean, they played like an hour and 40 minutes, and it was like half the first album, half the second album, exactly kind of what you expect. Extremely happy to finally be able to knock this off my bucket list. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. And all the guys came out afterwards, you know, and it's still the same core dudes, like I said, Matt Kramer, Jason Beeler. Chris McLaren, yeah. they're all there. Phil Verone isn't, obviously. Yeah, but, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's off making porno somewhere with his gigantic cock. <laughs> he is. I know. There's but a fucking documentary you know about it. I know. <laughs> of co- yeah, I know. My mind's in the fucking... Drummers, era. here we go again, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> so this past weekend... Yes. ...at the Shrine in Tulsa, there was a concert... And it was called Murdoch's Birthday Bash. Yes. Because Steve Murdoch was celebrating his 58th birthday. Jesus. Sorry, Steve, actually. Man, you're really, you're, <laughs> you know,
1: with the whole axle thing and this, you're, you're going to piss some people off. <laughs> no. I love you, Steve. Happy birthday. Trent obviously has something, you know, against you. Whatever.
0: No, he knows how <laughs> I feel. He had a great uh, lineup with um, Grind. Reliance Code, Stanley's Revenge, Curse the Fall. Yeah, Curse the Fall. So where do we start? stainler's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: we saw these guys a long time ago. Um, they were just like three piece. I think. Yeah. He was just instrumental. Great to see him with uh, a vocalist and another guitar player, and you know, just heavy, just you know, the the exact kind of metal you want. The vocals are great. Uh, is is good to find, you and know, I missed them a month or two ago at the Vanguard, so I'm glad I finally got to see him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that... When we saw him instrumental, it was good, and it was heavy, but the thing that jumped out at me most was when you added the vocalist that had the heavy... He had heavy growling vocals. Mm-hmm. That brought the music up to make it sound even heavier, I there think. You, you, know, go, you go, It's yeah. usually what vocals like that'll do. That's right. You know, not that... I don't remember if they if they're actually heavier or not but i'm if that's the voice that did it or not but you know <laughs> it had a heavier feel to it to me for sure yeah and you know another thing we kind of talked about is you know these guys started we're like this is cool second song we're like yeah this is good and it but it just seemed like it was one of those bands that every song just a little bit more a little bit more and it, it just kind of built yeah. built built and then every song you're like man this is better than the last one yeah which is a cool vibe when a band can pull that off. You definitely.
1: Know? It definitely draws you in.
0: Yeah. Then we had Reliance Code, which, you know, how many times are we going to talk about how great these guys yeah. are?
1: Yeah, what do we need to say, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, what do we need to say? They, you know, they, they came out, they did their set, they did all the songs that, you know, we know and love. They put on the show that we expected them to put on. Just, uh, you yeah. know... Top-notch vocals, uh, catchy songs, hooks, you know, um, just a great set, uh, just fun the whole way through. I mean, you know, we can't say enough great things about Reliance Code.
0: Yeah, their new album's been out over a month now, and it's, you've got to get it. Fantastic. If you're into heavy music, these guys have a fantastic album. It's like eight tracks, and it's one of those hashtag all killer, no filler albums. That's right, that's right. Where, you know, you could... Put on any of them at any time, like you said. All they're all catchy. You know, it's like every time I see them or I listen to that music, one of those songs is stuck in my head. And the cool thing about it is, it's a different song every time. Yeah, yeah. And that's the mark of great songwriters, right? It Sure is. So yeah, check out Reliance Code. We had Grind. Yes. Who? That was just the last episode, right? One thirty-four. I know. Yeah, we debuted this new song, Bridges, and they cranked it out that night, and it came off. Came off live great, just as it did recorded. Yeah. So go back and listen to 134 so you can hear this song. You can also hear it on their Reverb Nation, their Facebook and everything. But yeah, I mean, these guys put on a fantastic live show, and all four of them, we've mentioned this before, all four guys, it's one of those bands where they all kind of command your attention to what they're doing. Yeah. You know? It it's just like I just said with Blind's Code or Fist of Rage or any of these bands, it never gets old no matter how many times you see them. Yeah, exactly,
1: it, it, it's yeah, it's, it, that's perfect. What you said it never gets old, and you know it. It's just such a good vibe when they're on stage. Um, you feel like you're watching a, a national band, um, and you feel like you feel like you know it's one of your one of your all time like huge arena bands are like doing a an exclusive club show or something you get to be right there oh yeah and i mean it's just it's such a good vibe and i mean i can't say enough for their musicianship and in the fun they give off
0: yeah and i mean you you see it in the you know crowd too like you know yeah. we're fans we know other people fans people that we don't know are fans and then you've got the other bands you get like reliance code was all down there yeah definitely. rocking out singing along You know, Andy from Fist of Rage and Paulette from Fist of Rage are both there. Andy's, like, up on the bar going nuts, you know, (laughs) almost to a level of, like, this is his favorite band of all time, you know. He was doing the same for Reliance Codes, so... There you go. Bringing him drinks, it was great.
1: I mean, I I can't... We had such a good fucking time. Just great people to hang out with. You know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we need to have some kind of barbecue over here and get all these people over here and... You know, we can all make some bad decisions and have a lot of drinks or something.
0: Oh, you're saying I'm, that on the I'm,
1: podcast? I'm now. telling you, yeah, because <laughs> maybe it'll start, you know, putting those wheels in motion. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. But no, it's just fun, just a great hang, and it was good to see everybody, and just a a, a, a
0: blast. Had a blast. Yeah. So thanks to Steve Murdoch for and yeah, happy birthday, Steve.
1: Things. This is all him, and he got a he got a fluorescent green shirt and (laughs) you know it was great oh yeah happy birthday
0: definitely all right we got chris sniper heinlein and sam spade morse from 3d in your face and midnight devils there you go we're gonna talk to them here in a minute but i think let's play some music from them first why not it's been a while since we've done that in the past we played their song static renegade from their most recent album Lost in the Volume before that i think we played in your face from the album before that so we've got another song from their most recent album Lost in the Volume yeah called Memphis Mile check this out <laughs>
3: Soul for Soul Riding with the top down out of control Yawn in-laws in a rippin' field I was getting so hot I can barely steal Down
0: that Memphis mile. That was Memphis Mile from Lost in the Volume by 3D in Your Face. That song actually features Sam on vocals. Yeah. They play this thing live when we've seen them every time. Yeah. You know, it's uh you know, they've got this great classic, you know, melodic 80s rock vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, but then when they play this. Especially live, it pushes a little more in that punk direction. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cause it's Sam, a great mix. Yeah, Sam kind of brings that attitude no matter what. Yeah, the way he plays bass and just you know his style and everything. Yeah, and then Chris, you know, really bounces it out with his just ripping melodic, you know, kick-ass guitar solos. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great combo that they've they've come up with, really.
0: Yeah, and I mean they're just one of those bands that live. You know, it's just. A sight to behold. You don't want to miss it You yeah. know, if you get the chance, you know, and so happy. We've got to see them the last two years at Rocklahoma. They've mentioned here in this interview that they're going to be, should be coming back our way here in the fall. So hopefully that happens. Definitely. They're in the Nebraska area and they uh, play yeah. around there all the time. Just hardworking
1: hard. guys now. Just they, they put in the work. I mean, they're road dogs.
0: Yeah. Midnight Devils is another band with with the two of them and drummer as well. Just the three piece where they do a little bit more, I think kind of leans this way as well, but they do some, you know, some covers, they mix it up a lot. And I think they said it kind of gives them the freedom to do really whatever they want. Yeah. For a three in your face, it's more of what you're expecting, you know, with this, you know, kick-ass kind of eighties feel that we've got going here. And, you know, some of their stuff is like, it's weird combination, like Michael Monroe and Kiss and the Ramones all thrown together. All thrown into one. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly what you want from your music, right? That's right. But yeah, let's, before we get into this, let's remind you, DeepthunUnderground.com, Facebook, backslash, DeepthunUnderground, YouTube's at DeepthunUnderground. We just recorded an episode with Bill Leverty. Yes. Of Firehouse. So if you like to hit in your face, you might like Firehouse. Be on the lookout. Yeah, that should be coming soon. But anyway, let's get into this right now with Chris and Sam from 3D in your face.
2: Yeah,
4: and you're vaping.
5: I'm, <laughs> I'm smoking so in the van. Hey, we'll we'll take a
1: screenshot and put it on our Facebook. Oh, not I don't think so. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this tear? It's in a ponytail. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the fucking prison mugshots. What the fuck it is? Jesus Christ, man. Yes.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, you guys want to. Talk about your drummer situation leading up to Rocklahoma?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Just Uh, jump
0: right into this, I guess.
5: (laughs) Yeah, we'll jump in. It was a a pretty uh, messed up situation. Uh, Sniper and I had decided going in that uh, last year when we went to Rocklahoma, we went straight to the festival, did the festival, went back home. And I thought we kind of thought it was a a wasted uh, opportunity for us. So we were like, let's book a tour down to Rocklahoma. That's what bands do is you get on the road and play shows. And so we're like, uh, we, we did booked a, out a week in advance, so we did about 10 days, we booked a 10-day sh- tour about, you know, six months ahead of the Rock, Oklahoma thing, and we get out there on the road, and things are going great, we're on like night number four of the tour, played in Kansas City, played with an amazing band, uh, got off the stage, uh, did the bow, and we were selling merch, and we couldn't find the drummer, and then hours go by, and his drums are still up on the stage, and we're like where did he go and we ended up getting a text that said he went back to omaha and he was he was bailing out of the tour basically so we uh we were kind of floored we were just scrambled we we're in a strange town in the middle of a tour we got the biggest shows of our career coming up and we have no drummer so we we decided to scrap what we had and drive back to Omaha in hopes to kind of uh convince him to come back out on the tour and he wouldn't he wouldn't do it he wouldn't leave uh you know he wouldn't leave Omaha, basically. And we got a hold of Daniel. Uh, Daniel Cluter is a guy from a band called The Rumors out of uh, like Waterloo, Iowa. He recommended us Jimmy Metz from the Prophets of Addiction, who we played with at the last Rocklahoma tour. Uh-huh. And Jimmy was like, I'm totally on board. Just get me to where I need to go and we'll make this happen. And we overnight, I, I overnight drove to Chicago, picked him up, drove back to Omaha, got in a van. And seven hours later, Sniper sniper drove us to Oklahoma City and we made, you know, the rest of the shows.
1: So so your other drummer, like, was that his drum set and he just left? Yes. He left it all there, yeah. Holy shit, that's insane, man. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he did. There's, car, there's like a car wash from outside the club. He must have lined it up earlier in the day when we were sitting in the dressing room. And he had, you know, it's like he had planned it, but he didn't yeah. tell anybody and wow. played the show, got in the car, didn't say bye. We didn't even see him after. Like, after the battle, we didn't even see him. That's insane.
1: Yep.
4: It was black and white and grainy for me. I remember it being a little bit different, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought the C was very angry that day, my friend. I, uh, I, don't
0: really,
4: <laughs> I really don't remember much. Um, I'm not going to insult him or anything, but he had some personal issues involving uh, addiction and a couple other things. And um, you can't you can't fight something that strong. It's just he couldn't um, be away from whatever well, it was his girlfriend or whatever the other thing was that mm-hmm. long or something. Um, and I wish him well. I hope he does okay. I just I'm I'm still mad at him. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's got kind of anything to do to your bros, but you know Well uh I, what else to say about it other than that yeah know?
1: well um did jimmy mess when he, when he came in i mean did did he just like listen to the songs all night or i mean just uh you know just yeah, that's exactly it? what he did wow i
4: sent some uh uh links on his on messenger on facebook to some of our originals and, so, and the song list and that's he drove and listened to the songs while we were uh you know when we were going to Rock, Oklahoma, and, uh, and we played a date in Oklahoma City the that
5: before. He's, su- he's such a good dude, like, professional. He's like, I've all these songs from Oklahoma City. It begins the ending. That was it.
0: Wow. So he didn't, uh, he didn't have any time to rehearse anything before Oklahoma City, did he?
4: No. Nope.
0: We, of-
4: we did a lot of hand signals on stage. Like, stop here, two times here, you
1: know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty
4: admirable.
0: Uh,
5: yeah, he's a good, he's a good dude. And, and was was that he not? are well, with us. Personally. He's into the same music we are. You know, we had like 24 hours in a, in a moving vehicle to kind of get acquainted with each other on the spot, and we just we talked about like uh you know bands that we were into, and he'd been out with the Prophets for like a three month long tour. And he's like, it was great, man, but three months is a long time. And it was just like we gelled instantly. And, and you know, like we kind of all grew up on the same style of, of music and that the, the weird, like early 90s, like glitter punk scene. Yeah. Seems like we both had that in common. And we're like, we could just go on for, for hours. So it really made the, the drives like they were pleasurable. I, I thought they were great. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Well, I saw that you guys posted that he's filling in for these upcoming shows. Is there any. Have you guys approached him about being the permanent drummer? Or have you thought that far ahead yet?
5: I don't know how much we're supposed to talk about, how much he wants us to talk about. But, you know, after. Uh, on the way back from Rock Loma, he's like, you know what, guys? I, I really enjoy. I enjoy this band. I enjoy the music you're doing. I enjoy that you want to go out and, and still have fun, like after the shows and party and, and meet girls and stuff like that. That. that that part, I really, Let's see what we can do about making this work as, as a permanent thing. So right now we're like, you know, you want it to happen immediately. We're in like the baby steps mode. So coming in this weekend, we're doing a couple shows, and we're just going to kind of take it from there and, and hope he can do many as he can.
0: Yeah, I guess the other logistics would be someone that lived in – doesn't live close to you, really, so <laughs> –
5: Right. That's the that's the part. That's the troubling part. But you know, bands have made it work, and and that's just a, another obstacle to overcome. And I think you know, I think we can make it make it happen.
0: Well, talk about Rocklahoma. I mean, the, these are the bigger shows that you guys have played, and you've done it two years in a row now. What kind of response or reception have you noticed coming back the second year?
4: Crazy huge. It was. My, yeah. Everybody recognizes. Everybody was like. It's like. Last year we were new, and so we we met some people, and some people was their first year too, and so we kind of bonded with them right off the bat. And, and like Sam said, we get out of the van, and people are just running up and hugged us, saying, "How you been, bro?" We haven't seen these people in a year. They're asking how we are. We're seeing how they are. It was really, really amazing. I thought.
5: Yeah, I, th- I think it's that camaraderie. You know, I always I always like kind of, to to rock and roll summer, and and it's like we saw you guys on that day and it was just like everything was kind of like we picked up from
1: a year a year ago yeah yeah <laughs> well uh and you guys even you got upgraded to the to the second stage this year yeah talk about that a little bit that,
5: that was huge it was it was really like uh the story it's like one of those stories i, I don't I never get tired of telling and we were <laughs> sitting in uh we it goes back to like 10 a.m we wake up 10 a.m everybody's dog tired and joe maglia from uh from WRC 24-7 invited us to go to breakfast to show up fully dressed in all of our gear at this little diner in Pryor. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was the scene you imagine, like, through the three of us walk in, and it's like the record stops, and everybody drops their forks at the same time. And it's, it's just like, you know, 10 in the morning in Pryor, Oklahoma, all these farmers are out eating breakfast, and then, then walks these three, three guys in eyeshadow and shadow, <laughs> and it was quite the scene. So we kind of pick up, and we get to, the, to our media. Uh, we're, our media schedule started at 11, and we started doing our, our interviews and stuff. And like by the second interview, the, the record label uh, representative Belinda's calling us. And I'm like, why is she calling us? We're right in the middle of an interview. She knows you can't do that. It's rude to answer the phone. And I answer her, and she's like, I'm about to make your day. And I go, what, what are you talking about? She's like, get your shit and get over to the second stage. You guys are opening up the whole festival. Don't fuck it up and make me proud. <laughs> so, I didn't even know what to say. Like, we were in shock, yeah. you know? And we had to scrap the rest of our interviews, and we got in our van real fast and drove over to the second stage, and, like, the, the production guys met us there. And we opened up the van, and they pulled all of our gear out of the van and put it up on the stage. It was it was legit, like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I I felt the coolest thing ever
4: is when we're, I was like, playing around with my amp and they go well how many waters and how many towels do you what i'm like what's that how many what what's that and i said two and two And when i came back there was two towels and two waters on my amp and i'm like oh this shit's real now it's real
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> nice that's how you knew
4: <laughs> yeah we got we had a dressing room with nutter butters and fruit and beer and water and nachos and i was like
5: Oh, and they said just take all of it. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm taking all of this, right now. <laughs> every bit of so, it. And the, the other guys on the retro stage were like, "How was it over there?" I'm like, you know, it was heaven. <laughs> you guys won't even believe if I told you.
0: <laughs> well, uh, but,
5: but playing in front of you know you you bumped your audience up from five to a thousand to, uh, to fifteen hundred just in that little little jump. So oh yeah, definitely.
0: Well, you guys have, you put out Lost in the Volume last year right before Rock, Oklahoma. so you've had a year to set on this thing. like yep. How do you feel about it now, and where are you guys looking to go from here, at least as far as recorded music goes?
5: I'm, I, I'm extremely proud of the record. I'm extremely proud of the songs that we put out on that record. And if, if anybody knows uh, 3D in Your Face, you know that we've had trouble with drummers. That's just our thing. <laughs> I've come to accept this fact. That we will not, you know, maybe maybe we're there now with Jimmy. That's my prayer, is that we're there with Jimmy, but we've had trouble. So it's like we, we haven't had a consistent sound because we've had different drummers on every record. Lost on Volume is great, and we've, done it, we've toured it for a year. And the songs, the songs stand up in a live setting, which is the coolest part. We'll play those songs. People love them. They go, I can relate to those songs. So... What's next is uh, Sniper and I uh, have been touring out as a, as a three-piece called the Midnight Devils, mm-hmm. which is like uh, it, it's basically three D in your face without Alan. The singer decided he wanted to take some time off, and we're like, "Fuck that! We're gonna go out and we're gonna tour like we think we should tour, and we're gonna play shows in different cities, different states, and just be a rock and roll band on the road. Nobody's doing that anymore. We're gonna do it, and so we're we're kind of pushing towards." Recording a new record with the Midnight Devils, I think that's that's our next logical step. Sniper. Well, I think one of the uh,
4: biggest things is, is the chemistry changes when you subtract or add a person. It changes quite substantially. And Sam and myself were in agreement that you know let's get rid of the lasers, let's get rid of the big production lines, let's just do some raw, gut level rock, three piece, and just go out there and kill them and not worry about if the lights look good or if we got lasers or if we got, a, you know, all this extra shit that makes the uh, you know so I feel, you know, and that, that that takes away from the music. All the lasers and the lights and all the production takes away from the music. Whereas you see a guy like we had uh, talked about Keith Richards doing this thing where he just like would show up and play these small gigs with like no production just like real bare bones and that was kind of the premise for doing the Mid Devils. And that's what we kind of do. I mean, we live to go out there with hardly any lights or hardly any PA, and we just destroy the place. And we play a lot of places, and they kind of give us that look when we walk in the bar. And then by probably like six or seventh song, we got them. You know, they're hooked. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we just get them with honest to God, you know, honest, true rock and roll. Just we grab them and don't let them go. You know, I mean, that's. It's a little bit different, 3D in your face. That's more streamlined and more, you know, production and you know, more like a giant rock show where we're just we're just doing a bare bones thing and trying to make it happen and let the music do the talking. Yeah. I guess that was a huge answer, but that's what I was trying to say.
1: No, so, I mean that that was actually on our list. Of, you know, talking about you know recording Midnight Devils and, and kind of the different the different mindset you go into when when you do a Midnight Devils set as opposed to. 3d you know uh that that kind of what you're talking about that kind of raw stripped down thing it, it, I, I think that's great
5: yeah oh. it, it becomes it becomes loose and i think sniper will agree with me on this is that we kind of felt like we were tied to tied down in 3d in your face with the midnight doubles you we get to do we, we're free as artists we get to do whatever we want on stage off stage there's nobody kind of calling the shots we are our own bosses uh-huh and so we play whatever we want to play. If we want to play Elvis Presley, we're playing Elvis Presley. That's how, that's how you feel. Yeah, I think the, one of the biggest things is uh,
4: we really don't have many rules. You know, the only rules we really have on stage are don't be a dick and uh, <laughs> don't drugs. You know, that's about all I'm asking for. But um, it's very freeing to. I just tell him, "Hey, I'm going to take another. I'm going to go another long. I'm going to go another like eight bars with the solo. I'm, just, I'm like, I just give it like keep going, and we do it. And we couldn't really really do that in three key, you know.
5: So
1: yeah, well, that's where the magic happens, though. When you want to go just one more,
5: <laughs> uh-huh. right? right, right, right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, you talk about. I, I think
5: you guys even said it, but oh, sorry.
0: Oh no, I was just going to say. I mean, you you mentioned the. The different, you know, feel on stage, but when you play something like the second stage of Rocklahoma, three d in your face, and then you play like a mm-hmm. club with Midnight Devils, do you still just approach everything the same way? You just go up there to do what you want to do.
5: I th- I think so. I think you're like uh, uh, it doesn't matter. I think you got to approach it like it, like every show is Rocklahoma. You know, every yeah. show you you want to perform your best and give the best. And it's not even that. It's that we love playing. So every show that we get to play, we're excited. I'm just as excited as I am playing in Rock, Loma, as I am playing a club in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm happy to be there. Best job in the world. Right. Yeah, we we
4: played a show in Oklahoma
5: City the night before Rock, Oklahoma,
4: and the sound man actually came up to me and was like, I didn't know what to expect looking at your pictures and seeing you guys. I thought you'd be divas and be dicks and blah, blah, because he's had some bad experiences. <laughs> <laughs> with band and he his quote was basically goes you guys these guys to work with and you played here even though it's like 15 people in bar you played like madison square garden and i'm like absolutely and my philosophy's always been once the amp goes on i don't care if there's two or two thousand i'm gonna you know i'm i'm gonna give it all and just have a have, a, have fun you know
1: yeah well because you know it might be two people but they might tell a guy and they might tell their friend and they might tell another friend and there you go you know Exactly. Yeah. One might be the president <laughs> of Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, you never know.
5: <laughs> they're bringing us back to Oklahoma City. So awesome! Yeah, I mean, in in October, that's how that's how it works. It's like we played fifteen people. Fifteen people to told the bar owner, "Hey, we're coming back." Yeah, crazy.
1: Yeah, that's what it's
0: about. That's awesome. Was that OKC yep. City Limits, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I was curious. I know last time we. Talk to you guys, we talked a little about Michael Monroe. Yeah. Have you heard the new uh single One Foot in the Grave? I have not. Okay. When I did have... it come when did it come out? Just what was it? Maybe within the past month. He's yeah. putting, Oh man, no. He's putting out like a B sides uh rarities collection, and I think he made one or two new songs. Well he and he
1: <laughs> he's he's a judge on the voice in of Finland. And they did that, they did that, they did a new song for that so he could go perform it on the show or
5: whatever. Oh, okay. Something like that.
0: Well, it's huh. fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
5: I, I'm, always, I'm always impressed by when, when Michael Monroe always gets like the best guys in his band. So like, uh, he had what, Ginger Wildheart. Yeah. And, and the band, he always has these amazing songs in his band that all can tell the song uh, Who, like, helping them or something really cool?
0: Cool. What are you guys, like, personally listening to now? Is it anything, I mean, is there anything new out there that's jumped out to you?
4: Uh, <laughs> well, I know Black Country Community has got a new record coming out. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, right now I'm just listening to, uh, actually, I listened to, uh, last night I played, uh, I played guitar talk about three
0: hours
1: with uh, a bunch of Gary Moore import CDs. You know? So yeah, God, right. the, funny you said that. I went down the a couple months ago. I went down the Gary Moore YouTube wormhole, and it just it just keeps spiraling and spiraling. That guy was awesome.
4: <laughs> he was beyond amazing. Yes, I. I don't think he ever played a bad note in his life.
5: No. <laughs> I, I checked out the the new, uh, Rancid has a new album coming out, and they just put out a couple new videos. Yeah. And I was I was digging on that, uh, and like Total Chaos just put out, some some punk rock bands just put out some really cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, we just talked about the episode that went out today, we just talked about the new Rancid.
1: I think it's great. Yeah, I do too. They're doing some really cool stuff. There's one song, the one song, uh, Bova Rock and Roll, it kind of sounds like Old Kiss. It's awesome.
5: Mm-hmm. You know? It's 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 like not a, it's not street punk it's yeah. just mainstream it's like mainstream rancid it's very cool
1: <laughs>
5: yeah so hey can I interview you now yes no. sure all right <laughs> I have I have two questions okay okay uh I met you guys uh who was Jason the the night in Rocklahoma that that got a little foggy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's
1: a few of those, man.
5: I, oh no, the 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 one that where you, I think you were like I had to go home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. There was,
5: I, so, I saw I ended up seeing you that night.
1: Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple mornings where I just I, I guess I I don't know I'm getting older or something. I woke <laughs> up in my tent and I just like I got to go home and get a shower and get a real nap or <laughs> something.
5: That was me. That was me. Yep. I saw you that night, and you had like the the deer in headlights. Like I've been hit in the face with a two by four. Look. That yes, that was me. That was
1: oh. me. I apologize.
5: Oh. I apologize now. <laughs> no. Interviewing Gene and What that was like.
0: It was a trip, but it was surprisingly easier than I imagined it would be. Yeah. Like it was really? real, real nervous going up to it, but as soon as we got in there. He was totally cool, and he wasn't like, you know, a dick. He was being nice to everybody in there, and it just kind of made it seem like any other interview. So after the first couple minutes, I got over the, mm-hmm. the you know, the nervous part of it, and it, it was quite an experience. Yeah. It, and then you talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh uh, well, I was just gonna say everybody around that show that day said that he was one of the the kindest people and the best people to deal with. All you know, of the rock star celebrity whatever that say he was the best one to deal with because everything was about everybody else nothing was about him he wanted to do what everybody else wanted and we were no different he 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 treated us like we were rolling stone magazine or something it was it was a pretty cool experience oh,
5: so much sure, right
1: yeah i mean it was just uh it was
5: great did did you- did you just do an interview with Bruce Kulick too? Yes, yes. yes. We yeah. sure did. So uh, what's like compare the two?
1: Um it was uh Bruce Kulick was great too. I mean, he had a that was a longer interview and he he really he he had he talked and and he he was just uh pretty accommodating with his answers and uh you know, told some cool stories about being in Michael Bolton's band and stuff like that. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and which I totally forgot about until he said that. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he 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 was." And you know, he he was a great guy too. He you know. So, I mean, they were both uh, it was just I uh, you know, if you had told my 1992 self that I was interviewing Bruce Kulick, who played on like my favorite Kiss record, and Gene Simmons, I would have shit down both legs, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, but but it's that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's all Trent. You know, he he pulled it all together, so it all goes to him. All the props.
0: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Gene Simmons was a different experience just because you know Bruce Kulick was just on the phone, but still, it was amazing to talk to him as well. We kind of covered everything, like you said, Michael Bolton, Billy Squire, Grand Funk Railroad, oh, yeah, Billy Squire. Kiss.
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. And uh, you know, like when the kiss. Non-makeup reunion happening. Did you ask that question?
1: <laughs> no. We should have, man. We should have.
5: Damn. He probably would have said no That's what, so that's no what comment, the people yeah. want to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But Gene did pull my beard, which is amazing, but I don't have it anymore. So I, I should have kept the beard that he pulled.
5: <laughs> oh, my!
1: <laughs> but no, it, it, it was great. It was great. And uh,
5: yeah, I, I just... It was nuts. It was nuts. That's <laughs> awesome. Those are the only questions I had. But thank you for the thank you for the nice, uh, your, your podcast about Rock Home. You guys said some really great things about us, and I pr- really appreciate that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. We enjoy the
5: shit out of you guys. It's awesome. And, it looks like we'll be down there. We're, we're bucking for the Midnight Devils to be down there next year.
0: Okay. Okay. So
5: that's that's kind of what's going to happen. We'll put out a record and try and be down there uh, with the Midnight Devils next year.
1: Cool, yeah. cool, and yeah. We'll definitely
0: yeah. shoot for Sandy in October as well. Yeah, yeah,
5: October, definitely. You guys are more than welcome. Uh, I can take care of everything. So
1: Awesome. We appreciate it. We will be there. Yeah,
5: and Jimmy, Jimmy's excited, too. I already told him about the show. He's like, let's go. He met a cute bartender down there, so he's excited.
0: <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Awesome, guys. Well, once again, we appreciate it. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank thanks.
1: Thank you so much, well, guys. Yeah, no
0: problem. See you. Chris and Sam from 3D in Your Face, there you go. We appreciate them taking the time out. To talk to us, you know, we visited with both of them a couple times there at Rocklahoma. Oklahoma. So very cool to be able to sit down again with them. You know, there was a little bit of issues there a couple times with Sam's Sam's uh, phone or mic coming through. But I think Chris was pretty clear the whole time. So hopefully you got the gist of a couple of those things. But still, great interview. Great Definitely. to talk to these guys again. And of course, they talked about Jimmy Mess filling in on short notice and doing the gigs with him now. So hopefully he becomes... You know, a full time member of this, and you know it's very cool to to hear how that worked out for him. Yeah, you know, because he's yeah, that professionally was professionally pulled that off. You yeah, it's quite a story. But yeah, check out 3D in Your Face if you haven't. Look them up on Facebook. Follow them. Get their albums. They've got three or four albums. Yeah, Lost in the Volume, the most recent one. Do yourself a favor. See them live if you get the chance. But like I mentioned earlier, thethunderground dot you can find all our stuff on soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. Yeah. If you like 3D in your face, we've had on guys from Warrant, Trickster, Bullet Boys, Lillian Axe, Taiketto, Great White. Europe. Yeah, Europe, of course. And like we mentioned earlier, we just recorded one with Bill Leverty from Firehouse. That should be coming here in the next couple of weeks. We've had heavier stuff. You know, we mentioned earlier Fist of Rage, Reliance Code, Grind. We had on all those bands. Here at different points, we've had on guys from Super Joint, Avatar, Kiss. I know both Chris, That's right. Chris and Sam are both big Kiss fans. They actually brought that up during an the interview there. Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulick. Yes, so go back and check those out. Yes, Seven Dust, Avatar. You just said Avatar, Dick. Did I? Well, I like to mention it twice because <laughs> that was a that good, was a good one. one. Yeah, that guy was
1: nice as hell. That was one of the that was one of the cooler ones. Yeah. I mean, they're all cool, but that one stuck out. That was a good one. Right. Okay. Yeah. We. Okay. We can say it twice. That's cool. Right. I'm sorry I called you a dick.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so I'll say corrosion, conformity, corrosion, and conformity. Said it twice. Yeah, How about true. that? <laughs> but yeah. Crowbar. Crowbar. Shine down, Megadeth. The list is pretty long now. 134 episodes before this. Many of them are now on YouTube as well at the Thunder Underground. We're on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, all that great stuff. Listen to us every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central on 1027WSNR.com. We stream there every week. And you can listen to the rest of these anytime you please. Hell yes. All right. Till next time. Thunder
2: Underground, y'all.